Welcome, flower friends, to the Local Flowers Podcast, where you'll fall in love with local seasonal blooms even more by hearing the stories from flower farmers new and experienced. I'm your host, Rochelle, from Freckled Bloom Flower Farm. Welcome. Welcome back, flower friends, to the Local Flowers Podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk about the highlights of week three of the 2023 season. It's been a very quiet week here on the farm as I've been trying to get all my soil blocking done for the stuff that needs 12 plus weeks to germinate and do its thing before we put it in the ground. We typically call uh, January around the Pacific Northwest, January, because you get these nice sunny warm days that make you feel like spring and uh, yesterday was one of those where the birds were out, they were singing and I went for a run and it just felt like spring and then I woke up this morning to a lot of frost. So we always have to remind our fellow gardener friends, don't get too anxious about planting those plants because it's still uh, very very cold. I took a walk about in the morning around the farm and there are signs of life so the tulips have started to um, pop out of the compost. I have planted my tulips in crates because I have a severe vole problem and I just found that digging ditches especially in my clay-like soil is backbreaking and just horrible. Plus, you know, we as we pull the bulb out with the tulip, I I lost like almost 75% of my um, bulbs for the tulips that I did have in the ground because my ground is just too clay. It just, it's like trying to pull two buckets apart. It's nearly impossible to get the bulb out with the tulips. So I have moved to planting all my tulips in crates and I just used uh, yard debris compost with them and I leave them outside uncovered and I've had, I had a lot of a success last year. So I'm looking forward to hopefully um, having a good tulip crop um, using my crates this year and for years to come. But they're starting to poke out, which is super exciting. I have ranunculus that I left in the ground. Um, They have started to really flourish. They are totally uncovered. As we start to see some stems on them, I will likely cover hoop and cover them. Uh, But one thing that I did notice last night as I was going to get my son from basketball was I had three deer in my field, which just made me so angry because I have, uh, I had seeded a whole row of poppies, which they have germinated and they're showing their beautiful young shoots and those Dang deer. So, I mean, seriously, if you fight deer, uh, can we please have a conversation? Because I really want to talk about this. And a huge deer fence is out of the question for me. I have such a big space and it is not financially something that I can do, nor do I really want to do because I just don't want to look at a huge high fence. So, uh, I'm going to have to think about how I'm going to get creative with this. And the D to the O to the G, the um, farm dog here. Yeah, he's kind of slacking on his duties of chasing those guys off. And if you are my neighbors, he loves to go out about one o'clock in the morning and sit there and howl. So something is out there. But last night he was not chasing off those deer and I was not very happy with him. 
Because I didn't fall plant cool flowers because I just didn't have the time to do it, unfortunately, I am walking around looking at what is beginning to germinate and bring sprouts to the surface. I did do some direct seeding as a last attempt to please uh, let this be my cool flowers, my very, very early spring flowers, and actually a lot of those seeds have germinated. So it's good this time of year to just be going out and taking notes and seeing what's coming up and what's not. And those can be uh, cool flowers that you can direct sow in the fall for an early, early uh, spring harvest. Another thing that's on top of my mind is I'm finally going on a vacation. Like I haven't been on a real vacation since I started my flower farm because here's a little known fact. Um, basically, it requires you if you're the only person operating your flower farm to make sure that everything doesn't die. And so, um, yeah, I really haven't been able to go on a vacation and my husband said enough is enough and we're going to go and I am full on stressing out about it. I know it will be beautiful and a great opportunity for me to leave, to get inspired, to really let my brain uh, do some strategic thinking and be creative, but I am really stressing out about it, to be perfectly honest. I've got racks of seedlings that I don't want to die, and uh, I don't know how y'all do it that have livestock because I just have a high-maintenance dog, three cats, a, a parrot, and a bunny, and I'm already just scared to death to leave them because um, I've been at this place for years ever since COVID you know I was working from home so they know me here every single day so it's going to be quite the adjustment luckily I have somebody that's going to come house it for me but I'm still has I still have major anxiety about leaving the farm and one of these days we'll have to have a special episode on vacations while flower farming it's a topic that really doesn't get discussed. You know, as most are thinking about jumping into flower farming, it's it's very a uh, romantic vision of, of an occupation. And the truth be told is ever since I started flower farming, I've never worked more hard in my life. And I know there will be those that debate it, but it's true. And most of us that are starting as brand new farmers, you are the one and only person. And it's not just a from April to a first frost kind of job. You're working this this job year round. It doesn't really slow down. There's always things that you could be doing. I truly got a kick out of it. After we had our first frost, people were like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you, Rochelle. Now you get a break. And I just laughed like, yeah, no. Now like the actual really hard work starts. Yes, I'm not cutting flowers and making arrangements and doing all the hustle to try to sell them, but now I gotta get my beds ready for the fall. Um, I need to take out crops, put in cover crop, spread compost, um, and then all of those spring bulbs that I ordered. Holy goodness gracious. Next time somebody take the catalog away from me, I had to get them in the ground too. Uh, so it was an insane September, October, November, and into December for me. And finally got a bit of a break here in January. But yeah, there's, I, I don't know if there's really a break. And if you 
if you get that break, somebody, please speak up. I want to know what your strategy is. I do, however, think that it is good for people to leave. Um, We find so much inspiration from traveling and from being in the world around us that it is important. And that's why I am looking forward to vacation just to kind of be out of my space and be inspired. And I am looking forward to that. This week, I've also been seeing a lot of um, advertisements for Valentine's Day and not-so-seasonal blooms being offered for sale. And man, if there was just a way that we could move Valentine's Day to like March, like that would be fantastic. Because in reality, guys, if you're listening, um, like we don't, nobody desires those roses like can we please insert some beautiful ranunculus or even some tulips into the conversation around valentine's day or better yet let's give her a subscription that just keeps giving her more flowers for weeks on weeks like so as you can tell i've been trying and trying and trying to sell that beautiful subscription I have for my Freckled Bloom Fire Club, but I've maybe got a handful and that's about it. So I'm thinking of ways I can sell stuff at my roadside stand for Valentine's Day and something different from last year. So that's top of my mind and getting a list of supplies. But now is the time, my fellow flower farmers. Let's start sending the message out there on social media about local flowers and although there may not be bushels upon bushels of local flowers available at valentine's day there are subscriptions and there's just different ways in which we can spend this holiday to promote local flowers Well, that's a wrap on this week's episode. I hope you guys have a great week ahead of you, and we'll see you next time. Here's this week's flower fun fact from one of the Freckle Bloom Flower Kids. Did you know that roses are related to apples, cherries, raspberries, peaches, plums, nectarines, pears, and almonds? And did you also know that tulips bulbs can be substituted for onions in a recipe? Thank you for listening. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for joining in to the conversation. And together, all boats will rise and local flowers will be blooming fabulous in all of our communities. So if you are a fellow flower farmer that want to join in on the conversation, please reach out to us to get you scheduled for a podcast episode. And if you're just listening in and enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends, your family, and everybody you know. We really appreciate it. Thank you.